Radio 77 WABC. Well, we are back with my dad, Ray Kelly, former police commissioner, longest serving police commissioner in New York City history, also a Marine. Uh, Ray Kelly, dad, father, father. You ever seen, remember, there are some rich families who would call their spouses mother and father. You know those types of families? Are you asking me? Yes, I do. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we we weren't that kind of family. Ma, dad. We were not. Uh, but that's uh, that's great. Much How are you? Relaxed. Welcome. I'm I good, kn- thanks. Yeah, listen, we uh, I'm, I'm curious. We haven't talked actually about this guy in a little bit. Uh, number one, Alvin Bragg, the new district attorney. He has decriminalized literally resisting arrest and armed robbery as long as nobody gets shot uh, will not necessarily result in a prison sentence. How damaging are these two ideas? Well, of course, they're very damaging. But uh, Mr. Bragg has talked about these policies for a while. He talked about it in his campaign. Mr. Bragg ran with the eight other or seven other people for district attorney. He was the only African-American uh, candidate. So this is not uh, should not be a surprise, not a surprise to the, the media. This is in keeping with the other district attorneys throughout the country that have been funded by George Soros in a very uh, clever campaign that he has run to move way to the left as far as criminal justice is concerned. There's a movement now to get rid of the similar uh, district attorneys uh, with similar ideas in San Francisco. It hasn't worked anywhere, but they're hell-bent on pushing these uh, these notions. Uh, his Alvin Bragg's audience is a national progressive audience, and there are a lot of supporters out there. Don't don't be fooled by sort of the uproar that you're you're hearing now. Uh, people support this uh, these concepts in uh, a lot of places in this country, and also in uh, in Manhattan. There was an article today in the Daily Beast. Very supportive of Mr. Bragg and these uh, these efforts. So uh, I think he's going to stick to his guns. I don't know if he's going to be able to sustain it because of the uh, the public pressure. But uh, so far, it looks like he's uh, he's digging in. Can we ask you about this? Eric Adams, are the new mayor here. And I want to point out, by the way, Alvin Bragg got 86,000 votes in a city of 8 million people. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Adams got about 240,000 votes in a city of 8 million people. 3% of the population voted for him. These aren't mandates, but you can con- if you can convince a small number of people, well, you can convince a small number of people anything, and it doesn't take too many people to get elected these days. So... Um, he just hired his brother for deputy commissioner of the NYPD. Uh, you and I go uh, way back. I, I don't. I don't. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you ever had one relative ever work uh, at the police department. Am I right? That's correct. Yeah, uh, certainly not anybody that I that I brought on board. But I, I listen. I think you have to give uh, Eric Adams some time here. Uh, I think we, we need to uh, – hopefully he's going to do a, a, a good job 
I mean, he has to give him some uh, time to to get his policies in place, to get his staff in in place. Uh, so I, I don't I don't necessarily want to criticize him at this time. I certainly had my issues with him in the past, but he he needs to I think be supportive as much as possible because the city is in bad shape. It's in horrendous shape. And if he can turn it around in any way, shape, or form, then uh, more power to him. Well, I respect but, uh, your yeah. position. If you're reluctant, I mean, you want to give – look, in my estimation, though, he, he basically got the job last June when he won that phony baloney primary. That's like seven months ago now. You'd think he'd be hitting the ground running. He wanted to be mayor his whole life. He's been lusting for this job forever. And he gets there, and he's making one clueless decision after the next. But that's on me. We'll see uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, in the meantime, hey, what is the most fun you ever had during an arrest? And by that, <laughs> let's face it. Let's face it. I read this in your book, Vigilance, your autobiography. Police work can be fun. Even, you know, even the stuff that would frighten some people, you know, when you're running after a bad guy, your adrenaline is pumping and there's something, you know, there's something about that that can be appealing, that can be like that, that draws people to this. It's exciting. And anyway, the one story that I like the most is when you borrow the bikes from those guys when you were chasing down, uh, I forgot who, I think a bunch oh, of... Oh, yeah, yeah. What happened there? Yeah. Well, we were, uh, we saw what we thought was a robbery going on and uh, like in the East 90s and the uh, two people ran down the street and jumped over the wall in Central Park and started started running. So myself and my partner, we jumped over the wall as well, and we started to run after them. They were on the the reservoir track, and we were off the the track. And the, the people came up to us and on bicycles. They were just riding around the reservoir and showed them our our badges, and we took the bikes. And we wanted to borrow them, so we got on the bikes and started riding on the the reservoir trail. Until we saw them, we caught up to them, but they saw us, and they <clears throat> they uh, con- continued or to run. So then they went over the wall on the west side, over Central Park West, and uh, they started running north. Uh, I tried to get into a taxi cab. I'm by the way, I'm in civilian clothes, but I have my my badge on, on me. So I tried to get into a, a taxi cab to uh, follow them. And there's a woman passenger in the car. When I opened the back door, she just kicked me, kicked me out, basically. And uh, uh, the cab took off. Uh, I continued running north, and then a radio car came along uh, and uh, was able to flag them down. We went to the 96th Street subway station where they had gone into the tunnel. And we stopped the train uh, traffic and able to uh, have them come out, and we arrested them for for the robbery. But it was—I uh, was out of breath for about two weeks after that uh, <laughs> experience. It's a—that's a wild story. Hey, and it just happened last month. Imagine that. I mean, you're still—you uh, still got it. <laughs> I'm only kidding. When no, was it? That was like yeah, a, night, a long time ago. When was that? It's in the seventies. In, in the nineteen seventies. Wow.
Well, again, you can read about it in the book Vigilance. It's all there. Hey, can I ask you this real quick? Um, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, you know, the federal officials, uh, especially in law enforcement, all the time they're talking about the risk posed by white supremacy. You know, they wanted to stand up a new office of domestic terrorism that will be charged with rooting out white supremacy. Now, I want to be clear. Nobody likes white supremacy. It's crazy. But I never heard of it being much of a thing until about eight minutes ago. They just seem so yeah. obsessed with it. And from a law enforcement perspective, what threat does white supremacy pose to uh, the people? Well, it's tremendously overhyped. And it looks like it's overhyped for uh, political reasons. If, in fact, there were large numbers of white supremacists in this country, we'd be seeing arrests. We'd be reading about investigations. Information would be leaked because, let's face it, that, that's what happens in, in government. They want to leak and tell you what a great job they're doing. But we don't see any arrests. We don't see any activity. And uh, I've talked to people who are very much concerned that we're taking our eye off of the uh, uh, radical Islamic extremist threat that still exists uh, in this country uh, to a significant degree. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what they're doing and where they're looking, but they sure aren't coming up with, with any cases that are public that uh, you know, we should know about. And, and obviously, if there are these cases, we'd like to know about them. We should know about them. But uh, they seem to me so far uh, to be pretty close to non-existent. They may be white terror, white supremacists someplace. I don't know where they are, uh, but there's certainly nowhere in significant numbers that uh, we would be hearing about. Yeah. Well, uh, Ray Kelly, uh, again, my father, and uh, I appreciate it so much. Um, by the way, a lot of people, they meet you and they call in and they tell me that uh, your dad is in incredible shape. And uh, you are, and you've always been a workout. You've always worked out. You've always been going to the gym. Uh, how did you get into I, I Actually, I don't even know the answer to this. You've always been devoted to fitness. Uh, why is that? Who put that idea in your head? I mean, well, that's you've been so disciplined about it. Well, I mean, as you know, uh, when you go into Marine Corps, physical fitness is a, a, you know, a major, major issue a major priority so you have to do it you have to be in shape and i think i kept doing it after i got out of the uh, the marine corps um you know for health reasons i like i like doing it i still like going to the uh into the gym but it's it, it, it's something that i think everybody has to has to do a portion of you have to keep active you know, they say that you need at least 30 minutes a day of physical activity, you know, significant physical activity to stay in any kind of shape. So well, and that's what I that's what I try to do. I did go to the gym already uh, today. I mean, good for you. My goodness gracious. Yes, I was in the Marine Corps, too. But, uh, you know, I got ready. I got in shape to be in the Marine Corps, to get into the Marine Corps while I was in the Marine Corps. And uh, it kind of rubbed off after I left. But uh, you are an inspiration. Uh, you, you are, you are in great shape, and you, you know, you're a runner, and you can run significant distances 
I wish I could do anything close to that. So, uh, yeah, you're in good shape. Well, we all can. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, all right, Ray Kelly, my father, appreciate it so much. To be continued, sir, say hi to mom. <laughs> okay. All right. And by the way, everybody. I know Lisa and Madeline. Oh, yes. Your grandchildren, they love you very much. Uh, and they call you Ray, by the way. For whatever reason, they don't call him Grandpa. Uh, the, the the older one who's two calls him Ray. Can you believe that one? Are you okay with that, by the way? I love it. Okay. It's great. All right. Check out his book. It's called Vigilance, wherever books are sold. We'll be right back.